Today on the Bases Loaded podcast, we have Taylor Housewright, assistant football coach at the University of Oregon. He's going to discuss his crazy story about how he started coaching. Coaches have helped him out along the way in playing high school and college football in Ashland, Ohio. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Bases Loaded Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Kennedy, and today I get to talk football with Taylor Housewright. Taylor, how's it going, man? Doing good, doing good. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So how old are you and what's your profession? I'm 31, and I coach college football. College football. So right now it is nine, a little after 9 o'clock here um, in Shelby, Ohio. What time is it where you're at? Where are you at? Uh, I'm living in, I live in Oregon. Uh, right around the Eugene area, um, and it is six eleven, so three hours. I say, yeah, so you, you probably are finishing up dinner, just got done with dinner, and I'm getting ready for bed, right? Correct, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so do you miss being in Ohio, or are you, you good with being on the West Coast? Uh, I like Ohio, you know, not so much during the winter times, but uh, I like being out here, you know, it's um, able to hike you know, lakes. Obviously, we went, went to the ocean last week, so. A little different than Lake Erie, right? Correct. <laughs> so, uh, let's start from the beginning, man. As a kid, uh, which football star did you act like you were in the backyard? Um, I'm sure you had some, I'm, I'm sure you had plenty of experience playing all different kinds of sports, right, growing up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my dad, you know, my whole family's from Tennessee, so my dad ended up graduating from Tennessee, so I grew up, Peyton Manning was the guy growing up all the way up until he retired. You see him on the field always changing the play. So I guess that'd, that'd probably be who I tried to be when I was in the backyard throwing around with the guys. So obviously, um, you know, now that you are in the world of coaching college football, how did you start with that? Um, well, actually, I um, moved with some, to some buddies place in Charlotte. I knew I was going to coach for ever since I was probably in I don't know, middle school, I guess I just always thought I would kind of went through high school and through college knowing that's what I was going to do. My dad, big college football fan and everything, um, but graduate college, don't have any opportunities. So I'm just trying to find a job. I was going to coach at a JUCO school down there um, and which I guess was a job, but it was a real small JUCO kind of up and coming. And then um, ends up, I get fired before the first day because the <laughs> coach wanted to coach the quarterbacks and didn't want me to coach the quarterbacks. So he just got rid of me. I got a phone call the night before we were supposed to work. He's like, yeah, I'm going to coach quarterbacks. Sorry. I can't, I can't hire you. And it was just for a little money. You know what I mean? It, probably about the same amount a high school coach would make. So I'm down in Charlotte, just graduated. Um, don't have a job. So I'm starting to walk around different bars to try to be like a bus boy or something and end up getting this job, getting a call back from this restaurant slash bar. Um, they want me, me a, they want me to be a bar manager um, for them and pay me a amount right out of college. I was like, why are you, you know, kind of confused. Why are you doing this? They're like, well, we kind of looked you up and you know, really, most people we get in here don't graduate college. We're just kind of jumping from job to job. We felt like we could trust you and we'll teach you everything. So, in about a couple of weeks, I'm a, running a bar 
in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, a few months from graduating college. Um, and then halfway through the football season, I think it was the 2013 season, I go to bed on a Sunday at like five in the morning. You know, I'm up Saturday night because that's when I got off work. And I get a call at like 8 a.m. And it's from Mike Bath, who's at Miami of Ohio at the time as the offensive coordinator. And he's going to take over as an interim head coach. And he wants me to come coach quarterbacks because he coached, he was my offensive coach for a year. We're going to change the offense halfway through the season. Um, it's 8 a.m. I've been asleep for like three hours. I'm thinking, is this a dream? Like, can, can, I need a second to wake up. He's like, all right, I'll call you back in three hours. And I ha you need to have an answer. So he does a press conference. It's all over the internet. I call my dad and I'm like, uh, he, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's asking me to coach. He's like, well, if this is your chance, you got to get in. I'm like, all right. So I pack my stuff up in my car, what I could fit, dry, start dry. He calls me back and I'm like, all right, I'm in. He's like, all right, you got to be here tonight. And it was a 10 hour drive. And this is at like 10 o'clock because um, we got to start tomorrow. On my way, I call my work. I'm like, sorry, I quit. I'm going to go coach football in Ohio. Um, so, which was, they weren't too happy, but I think it, it worked out well for me. And uh, I'm in Oxford, Ohio at 12 o'clock at night or 1130. Walk in. And the next morning I wake up at 5 a.m. And I'm coaching quarterbacks for the Miami Redhawks. And that Saturday, at Stadium uh, playing UMass. And I'm trying to make substitutions. And I don't know anybody's name. <laughs> so pretty, pretty crazy start. Well, so did you <laughs> – Holy smokes, man. That is not something you told me in the pre-pod. So, I, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know that was coming. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, did you hesitate at all when he called you up? I mean, that's one of those things where, you know, like you said, you got you to gotta go. But you're, you're going to take uh, over this bar, man. You're, you're going to be a big uh, deal there. No, you know, I knew I was going to get into coaching. It was just kind of a fun thing to do after college and get away from the sport um, a little bit. I just had to wake up. I think that was the biggest thing. Like, it was like, you know, we – all right, let me go walk out of, you know, my bedroom, get us a glass of water or something. Um, and, you know, I knew, I, I remember getting the call and I, like you, you asked me now, there was no point in not doing this. It was more like, all right, I just got to wrap my head around this, pack my car, get enough guts to call this, these people and tell them I'm done. You know, I do need to go back and see them though. I'd love to see them right now. Um, go visit. I'm sure. I don't know. I think I'd get a hug or something. <laughs> Wow, that's that's crazy, man. So, uh, who are some people that kind of have uh, helped make you the person and coach you are today? Uh, with you know going to Ashland High School and then Ashland University, I'm sure you got a long list of people. You know, who who are some that stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously the person I am is my my parents. You know what I mean? People we've been around athletics, sports. You know, I think everybody has a little say in raising somebody. But success we had at Ashland High School, you know, with Coach Valentine and Coach Fuller, um, you know, they made it fun. And, um, so starting there doing that, I mean, those guys were, were awesome. And um, you, you, I still shoot, I still take things from Coach Valentine when I think when I'm talking to kids and Coach Fuller and, and stuff like that. But then obviously Lee Owens, you know, uh, bring me on there. I think he's done a heck of a job at Ash, even at Akron and going back to Ohio State when he was there, the guys he recruited. So I think he's had a huge impact. And I mean, shoot, I, I redshirted, so I played five years, and I had five quarterback coaches and five different offensive coordinators, I believe it is. So, I mean, Matt LaFleur, who's the head coach of the Packers, uh, Joey Lynch, who's the office coordinator at Colorado State, Mike Bath, who's working at Western Michigan, was the interim head coach at Miami of Ohio, and uh, Jeff Castle, 
who played at Michigan. And then now I think he's at Indiana State, but he's bounced around, was at LSU, Auburn, Texas, San Antonio. And then uh, Tom Stacy, who coached at Akron for Coach Owens. But he also had um, Charlie Fry at Akron, who was, you know, what, second or third round draft pick, you know, and coached him at quarterback. So to me, it was, it's kind of stunk as a player, new guy, but being selfish, knowing I was getting into coaching, I got to pick everybody's brain and see how they do things. Um, and good coaches too, you know, me along with Coach Owens. And then the guys I worked for, I mean, Chuck Martin um, at Miami of Ohio, Joe Fincham at Wittenberg, and then, I mean, Craig Bull, and then I go from that to Ashland to work, see the other side of Coach Owens, and then go to Wyoming and go for Craig Bull, um, who's done really well, was at North Dakota State and all that stuff. And then, obviously, Joe Moore hit Mississippi State now here at Oregon. So, I know you said just name a few, but I named a lot. <laughs> No, that's awesome, man. That, that's, that's good stuff. Uh, so you mentioned the uh, head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we talked in our pre-pod interview a little yeah. bit. Um, and, you know, I told you, you know, I remember coaching against you when I was at Shelby and you were at Ashland and you, know, you guys would, would go five wide and everything else. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as we were talking and, and you started breaking down that game like it was yesterday. Um, oh, yeah. and, and who was in the stands that night? Yeah, so, um, yeah, Matt LaFleur – he was at Ashland and he recruited me to Ashland and he was in the stands of that Shelby game sitting in the rain when we got our butts kicked. Uh, what was that? 2007 fall. You know what I mean? That's crazy, man. Uh, yeah. So for a college coach, man, how often are they out recruiting? Because um, I, I think, you know, the recruiting world in general with all the camps and everything and all, all the, all the sites now um, is becoming a, a huge thing in itself. Um, but with COVID going on, a lot of that's going to be, uh, you know, Zoom meetings and, and kind of virtual tours of their campus and stuff like that. But in normal times, how crazy is the uh, world of recruiting? Yeah, it's insane, man. It's, it's, it's I'm sure people in big business that marketing groups or sales, it's probably the same competitive, you know what I mean? You're fighting everybody and, you know, all the money that's in college football now and even at the lower levels, like, you know, schools are asking you to get 100 people in a recruiting class just so you can fill. It's been crazy. I think NCAA is doing a good job of, like, making dead periods to help out with that. So high school kids and high school coaches and college coaches, you know, we're not traveling and we're not bombarding these coaches and kids all the time. You know, the, the, the rivals, the 247, the, the huddle, the accessibility of film, you know, and rankings and knowing where kids are it's allowed us to recruit nationally, you know, um, and it's allowed kids to pay attention nationally too. Um, so I think when you do that, your travel times go up, you know, you're looking at more kids um, that you can, you can recruit. So it's spending more time and think the world of social media has turned recruiting crazy because you're always, you know, we have a graphics departments, you know what I mean? We have people who just follow kids to see what they're tweeting, you know what I mean? Tweeting and, so it's put more stress on that end of it. You know, I'm sure some of these older old heads in the coaching world are not too happy with it. You know what I mean? But I think at any era, you always, it's just, you're adding a step. You know what I mean? We're always growing or developing. So I'm sure they thought traveling and having to pull his microwave cell phone out and talking. I thought that was crazy too. So <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, so is, is that something that uh, a lot of college coaches, they're, they're looking at that as far as the social media stuff, so kids should not do 
and say stupid things because people are watching. Oh, yeah. Times. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's it, we laugh at it, you know, um, just because you can tell so much about somebody, at least if anything, you don't think they're a bad person. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Just not a bad person, but just immature. I sure. think that's the biggest thing. Uh, what, what do you miss personally the most about high school? Uh, being around the guys, you know, you grow up with um, and the town, you know, especially a small town. I think small town high school football is the best ever because it's the thing to do, especially when you're good and you're playing. And, you know, I can remember waking up and seeing, you know, Brett Thompson. We grew up playing against those guys and seeing, okay, we didn't play once a year, but they weren't in our conference. How are they doing? You know what I mean? It's still local area. I think that was, you know, aside from other things, um, like I said, you know, you're playing with the guys you grew up with, you know, um, so not just college. I mean, my buddies I've, you know, played with since second grade, you know what I mean? Um, so I guess there's a more level level of comfort, I guess you could say. Yeah, that, that small town feel on a Friday night, man, there's nothing like it. They kind of shut no. the town down, you know, and people are going to the game. Uh, are there any games that you wish you could have back um, either as a, a high school athlete or college athlete? Well, I'm going to say both because in both games, my senior, my high school career, last game, my college career, last game, because they were two of my worst games I ever had. <laughs> so high school, I think I threw three picks in the quarterfinals. And in college, I threw four. So I beat it in college. I got better uh, in the last game of my career in the second round of the playoffs. So those would probably be both those. If I had to pick one between those two, probably hard to pick from going to the high school one because we would have went to the state championship at least the college one we had a couple more rounds that could have gone bad but do you do you remember the routes do you do you remember the ball I mean do you remember what what mistake that you made to throw those yeah in college I yeah we uh I honestly think it was regular right past 33 boot or something like that I'm gonna say that's out to the right I looked at the guy in the flats uh, the tight Alex Renner's in the flats and Logan Slovensky from Clear Fork is running the kind of over route at 10 to 12 yards. The defender, I wish I want to say his number is in the fifties. He's an outside linebacker and that could be wrong, but that's my guess. There's a one involved too, but <laughs> he's kind of messing with me and you're supposed to just coach tells you if the flat routes there, take it a hundred out of a hundred times until someone's directly on him. So I throw I go he's kind of coming down. So I'm like, get greedy first play of the game. I'm gonna go to Logan. He backs up and I go to throw to Logan and I don't want to hit him. So I throw it behind him that he can't get to it. And the safety was trailing and picks it off. Second pick, I it was a scramble to the left, a broken play. And Dan Pike goes on the left and I'm about to get in the real no, I could have even ran it. The same thing, kind of monkey in the middle in the corner standing right there, and he kind of plays in between. And then I go to throw it to Pico far enough for kind of like a lob. He picks it. Uh, third one was Anthony Capasso on, I remember the play, Jet. He's running down the middle of the field, and I throw it over his head in the safety game. That was, yeah. And then uh, the fourth one, kind of forget the fourth one. That, you I'm know, sure that, was... that's fine, man. I, I, don't, I didn't mean <laughs> to have you relive all of it, you know? I know, right? I know. You just asked me. I know we asked before, but it just kind of came to me. Maybe it was three picks and a fumble. I know I fumbled the last play of the game. We drove all the way down. 
like 60 something yards, for like 45 seconds. And if we score, we're down five, we score, we win. And there was a guy, Brian Gamble, who transferred from Illinois. And he goes to the game just the last series because um, he's a really good receiver, but he played defense. And I threw it to him every play all the way down the field. And the last play of the game, that penetrates. And I try to step through and my other teammate is wide open in the end zone in front of me, but I can't get through and the guy strips it from me into the game, like on the 10 yard line or 15 yard line. Jeez, yeah. Pete. It's good, good luck going to sleep tonight. Good luck going Greg, to sleep. Right? Jeez, oh, Pete. Uh, do you have any advice uh, for somebody who's interested in getting into coaching college football? Don't get in it for the money. You know, I think a lot of guys are chasing all this money and it's hard to get there. It's a long road. You know I mean? Some guys get lucky, you know, and, or lucky or work hard. I'm, there, there's a lot of good guys out there, but um, you got to be in the right spot at the right time. You just got to enjoy football because you, you don't know where it's going to take you, especially if you want to go in college. Cause I've lived in six different places in the last seven years. You know what I mean? So, um, and be ready to travel, you know what I mean? Depending on what you want. Some of the, I mean, the best coaches I know coach high school and some guys don't want that life. They just want to coach high school. They want to teach and it's, it's, you know what I mean? And then some guys want to do small college. Some guys want to do, kind of that half scholarship, you just got to find what works for you. Absolutely. So Oregon has kind of made a, a name for themselves with all the different combinations of yeah. uniforms and helmets and everything else. So as a coaching staff, do you get the, do you get to reap the benefits of that too? Are you decked out? Are you going to be decked out every day or every Saturday in just different color schemes? I come to find out I, I normally wear like the same thing. I have like three outfits that I wear every single week of my life. And just, I think it's like, <laughs> a man thing as you become older you're just like I don't want to deal with this give me three shirts a couple pants and I'll just wear them out so no I don't have anything now I only I worked for like three weeks and then we got sent home because of COVID so um, I imagine I do think the players get a lot of stuff and the coaches if you if you work it you can get a lot of stuff but <laughs> fortunately it's not top thing on my mind all the time I got a couple of buddies out there that are still mad at me because they want gear because I never get it but I'll work. <laughs> that's good stuff uh so what do you do for like downtime when you're not doing football stuff there's a game, game called Fortnite, and it's addicting <laughs> no uh i'm kidding <laughs> somewhat um no i mean like living in oregon's been good during this part you know what i mean as far as when you're coaching and you're actually recruiting Downtime is like you're, you're not leaving the house. You know what I mean? I'm, with my role, it's I don't go out on the road. So work out, hiking out here, just living in Oregon. Um, we try to get outdoors. You know, I think that's that's the biggest thing. We'd like to get a place where gets get a yard. You know what I mean? And um, But from a downtime standpoint, I, I try to – normally every school I go to find somewhere to play basketball but or a group to hoop with, but not many hoopers out here on this staff for whatever reason. <laughs> Maybe you'll change that, right? Maybe you'll. Yeah, right. Right. I don't know. So we'll see. So you brought up uh, Fortnite. Uh, what about NCAA football, man? Did you play that video? Oh, game? Bring it back. What, I mean, what's going on? Why are they? It's like they, it's like they don't want to make a ton of money. Figure it out. Listen, COVID, NCAA football would have made so much money if they came out with a game during this COVID thing and everybody because I know I went I still have NCAA 14 and I think I'm in dynasty year 2060 right now like I've been at every school 
Like, I don't care anybody that grew up in that era. I don't care how old you are. You're going to play the new NCAA when it comes out. No doubt about it. I would much rather have been playing that than watching Tiger King during this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So, so what, what, uh, what offense did you, do you run in that game? Uh, I usually use the spread offense. Yeah, I have, like, two plays, like, that I only run. Did you, did you ever play uh, Coach Thompson, Brett Thompson? I don't know if I played Brett. I'm sure I mean, we, he, he always said, like, he yeah. was the best. Which I think he was pretty good. I, we have a mutual friend, Logan Kerr, who was like the guy, you know, he was always running his mouth about some sort of video game. And I think <laughs> him and Logan used to play all the time um, and, and go at it. So you don't really want to make Brett mad back in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or, or when he was a player um, in high school either. Um, so what would you be doing if you were not coaching football? Would you, would you still be uh, running that bar in, in Charlotte? <laughs> no, but I'd probably be still thinking about what I need to be doing. Um, no, I, I don't know. I always thought I would teach. I mean, so, you know, I guess, I don't know. What, what, what do people do that don't coach? They, they're in the finance world or some sort of business world. And probably, you know, I had a couple of buddies move out to LA. I probably would have done that. I try to think about that question, but I really have no idea. <laughs> Hopefully I wouldn't be in a bar, but who knows? <laughs> uh, what, what, what is your favorite football movie? Man, that's a tough one as well. So many, so many good ones. Oh, I know. I remember the Titans is probably a classic. But, you know, I think that's pretty good. Invincible is pretty good. Big replacements fan. Until I realized everybody hates Keanu Reeves when you, like, become an adult. Everybody's yeah. like, hey, he's a terrible actor, which I guess I didn't get that memo. It's it like Creed back in the day when they first came out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> when they first came out, it was like, you know, they're, they're not bad. They're different, weird voices. Right, weird right. Strong, yeah. manly voice. And then it was like, no, dude, they're, they're like tools. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you're not allowed to listen to Creed and be cool. <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> uh, what, uh, who, who would you say the best player uh, you've ever played with or coached? Yeah, well, I think sometimes that can be relative to an extent. You know, obviously, you have Jamie person I've ever been around was probably Adam Shaheen at Ashland you know the tight end that went to the Bears I think in the second round you know I'd have to be yeah I mean Adam Shaheen's the guy probably you know what I mean just his skill set um I don't I don't think I'm missing anybody I'm just making sure I'm not missing anybody <laughs> but playing with Brian Gamble I mean like I said he transferred from Illinois and he played a couple years at Ashland I think he was a first team All-American and um, I think he, would, he I don't know if he was freshman of the year in the Big Ten. He was coming from Maslin, but I know he had that was that year that he went to the Bowl. They beat Ohio State. He had a couple of touchdown catches. And yeah, there, like I said, I, there's not a school I've been at that he wouldn't have played at right now. Um, and he played at Ashland, you know, and that's, that's including Oregon right now, uh, which is crazy to sound, say, but the guy could play some football. Smartest player I've ever been around by far. Good stuff. So what's going on, man? Are we going to have a football season or what? <laughs> we, we have to, right? We have to. You, you think that, yeah. Um, a lot of money involved now. Uh, and, you know, and there's a lot of universities that need it. I don't think anybody knows. And that's, yeah. that's not a good thing, you know. Yeah, it's like we said before with the, the small town, um, you know, football programs. It's like that's, that's just going to hurt big time, man, if, if they don't have football. But Dude, I, I feel so sorry for high school seniors and – college seniors and especially small college players and the guys that love the game you know what I mean like you're just 
you're taking – I can't imagine my senior year in high school or any of my buddies or in college. Like, if any of us lost our senior year and it's just over, that's, that's not right. But I do think we got to be safe and healthy or whatever this is. You know what I mean? Yep. So – yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things where it's like you feel so bad for the seniors um, mm-hmm. you, you, that missed out on their spring sports. But then, again, you feel bad for the, the sophomore-type kid, too, that could be getting looked at or could be going on visits, and it's like they're yeah. not getting that opportunity either. Yeah, it's not ideal for anybody, a 1,000%, sophomore, freshman, anything, you know. So, you're, you're, you know, it's, it's a big decision. I'm glad I don't have to make it. <laughs> right. But, uh, obviously, I want football to happen, and I think a lot of people do. We'll just – do our part and try to, you know, not get sick and, you know, and stay away from people and we'll be good. Yeah, as I say, hopefully you don't have to run into the question of what would you be doing if you weren't coaching, right? Hopefully we, we keep you coaching. <laughs> yeah, we got to keep coaching. I'm going to have to figure that one out. Yeah. All right, Taylor, man, good, uh, good luck to you with uh, this upcoming football season and go Ducks. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of the Bases Loaded podcast. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bases Podcast.